Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy, and I'm your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We help law firms with SEO and content, help them crush it and bring in new prospects that way. So I have a special guest coming from Colorado. Caitlin, welcome to the show. Kevin, thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you. She was actually referred by a recent guest of ours, and Jimmy, you can check him out, Jimmy Grant. His episode should be out by the time you see this one. Uh, great episode, great, great guy, uh, based out of Georgia, but he recommended a few other attorneys, which I was excited to have on the show. And they're all part of a group, which I like to plug often, how to manage a small law firm. Caitlin's a member as well. And so we always appreciate having those folks on because they get it and they're doing something about their firm and, and looking to grow and put in processes and systems. So uh, we can appreciate that. So Caitlin, always my first question, which is the best question. Tell us about yourself. What's your story? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? Yeah, absolutely. So I ended up going to law school in Manhattan. Just uh, let me change and do a crazy thing. I grew up in the South. Families in LA, I just wanted to do my own thing. So I go to Manhattan for law school and I end up working down by the World Trade Center area for six years. And I was doing civil rights, white, cro- uh, white collar criminal defense, really high profile stuff, Southern District of New York. I was one of the litigators for the Central Park Five case, which ended up being the largest civil rights settlement in history at the time. Wow. Had a whole different life. Got burnt out, as a lot of people will tell you. Completely burnt out, didn't want to do law anymore. And I ended up relocating to Colorado, wanted to start fresh. And one of the things I noticed was I did a lot of police brutality cases. I was a scholar with regards to the constitutional violations, what they did wrong, but I was ignoring the injury, the traumatic brain injury that my clients had. And I wasn't serving them the best. And I think that that is a case because... I find that lawyers, the community at large, uh, sports teams, they don't understand traumatic brain injuries. And it's this really complex thing to understand. You have 86 billion neurons in the brain. Any one of them can be damaged and affect the course of your life. And so I really set out and did a complete 180 to learn everything there was about traumatic brain injuries. And then what happened, I never thought in a million years I'd start my own law firm. But kind of what happened was, you know, as I worked in big personal injury law firms thereafter, I started to notice how inefficiently they were run. They weren't investing in the financial, professional, or personal growth of the staff. And there was a lot of turnover. They weren't serving their clients well. And I thought to myself, you know what, we can run a law firm like a tech startup, not like a traditional law firm and have great results. My partner... She had that same hyper focus on something and it was truck wreck cases. And so with her hyper focus of truck wreck cases, my hyper focus of traumatic brain injuries, we decided to start our own law firm and we run our law firm like a tech startup. We just happen to practice law, but we don't even consider ourselves a law firm. And we've had 
tremendous results. We've only been around for one year. So it's been really interesting. Oh, wow. That is awesome. So I didn't know, I don't, I didn't know much about you and your firm. And I don't, when I'm, if you're going to come on the episode with me, you know, I do a little bit of research, but so that's amazing. So, and I like what you said with treating like a tech startup. Why should a, a law firm or a marketing agency or any type of business be treated differently? And so I think that's the big thing is it shouldn't be. And, you know, most of the problem I think is lawyers are not, they don't go to business school or learn how to run a business or get into that education. And honestly, I don't know if business school would help you anyway, <laughs> but because, you know, your business people teaching the course probably haven't run a business. So, so I like how you put that. I, I think that's awesome. And so one year, I mean, you're probably light years ahead of firms that have been in business for five or 10 years or maybe 30 years. Yeah, the average law firm <laughs> only has 5% growth each year, and we are going to have a 1,000% growth from the first year that we had this year. And it's Excellent. just doing the smallest things. We've spent $0 on marketing to date, and it's just having a different mindset that we don't own a law firm. We own a business, and we match the growth rate of tech startups and businesses, not the, tech, uh, not the growth rate of law firms. No, that's amazing. That's a great growth. Uh, Inc. 5000 on the way for you, for sure. We just got Inc. 5000 in this past year. So, oh. so you know, it doesn't, the award means less than the accomplishment of the goal of growth that we we had set. So that's one, the only award that I feel matters because it, it's based off my uh, money, financials and, and growth. So, well, that sounds awesome that what you guys are doing there. So here's the thing too, I guess, is if you are great at what you do and you can help people, the only way to help more people is to grow and to be able to help more people. So if you believe in what you you know, I talk to people all the time, especially attorneys that are like, yeah, I'm the best at this. And they don't have, they don't grow. They're, they're just that one person that if you find them, yeah, they're probably really good at that. But why would you not want more folks to find you or to be able to do business with you? Why, why not scale that beyond yourself um, and train others to, to be able to do that? So, so I like that about what you're doing. That's that's awesome. So let's talk about a little bit more about. So your specialty is in, in truck and, and traumatic brain. What's the year been like? I, I really focus on, you know, what was the planning like to like when you open your doors to what did you do first? So for those young attorneys listening right now, or maybe those attorneys that are like, I want to start my own firm. It's that burning desire in the back of your mind of entrepreneurship but they're for some reason not pulling the trigger. Yeah. So tell me what that was, you know, what was your process like and, and how did you start? Yeah. The biggest thing I could say is don't listen to the advice of other lawyers. Listen to the <laughs> advice of other business people. We did exactly the opposite of what we were told by lawyers and it worked. And so <laughs> uh, just to let you know a little bit more about that, you, all you need to do to start a law firm is to have a cell phone, a laptop, malpractice insurance and register with the state. It's very simple. People think that you have to have this archaic notion of a brick and mortar building. You need to have the paralegal there. You need to do all this. And that is just the mentality of lawyers. 
Whereas anybody starting a business, say I want to start a web design company or a marketing company, you're going to have your laptop, your, you know, you're going to have the bare minimum necessary. And as you go, you're going to grab onto more contractors and more contractors, and you're going to scale up and build. And so we started as a tech startup and that's how we were going to do it. So the first year was great. We were told you're never going to be able to compete with big law firms that have billboards and are on TV and pay a thousand dollars for each click on pay-per-click. And I said, that's not my market. The reason is when you have a traumatic brain injury or a catastrophic injury from being hit by a 18 wheeler, you're not going to say, who's the first person on Google? Let me just call them. You're going to get referrals. You're going to say my life or my family's life has been altered immeasurably for the rest of my life. We are going to need treatment care forever or a primary breadwinner no longer can do that. Now I need a job. Everything has changed for every single family member to be connected to. And so they go and they want referrals. And so we realized from the start, we're not even in competition. We're not even in, we're not even in the same realm of field as kind of the billboard attorneys. You know, we are hyper specialized and we are looking for people that are seeking those referrals for an, a, a someone to represent them for an incident that's changed their life forever. And so those referrals tend to come from social media or they've reached out to people specifically. And so first off, we knew, okay, we don't have to do paperclip. We don't have to have billboards. We don't have to do all that. So then what do we do? We decided that we were going to go and market in a way that cost $0. And that was just kind of having a ground game. So we have a national ground game and a local ground game. The local ground game was this. It is a letter, you know, it is a card with my logo and the letter on the back. And I just wrote letters to everyone on the face of the earth that I met, <laughs> I met you, write a letter to them. And then the other concept that we have was if anybody's ever read it, Bob Berg's Go-Giver, just be a mensch. Like just help other people out and do everything you can to help them out. And then the last thing was just be a person, like be in the community, be in mom groups, be in all those. And so you'll see that I'm like on the cover of these local magazines, you know, in my neighborhood. That was it. That was the ground game that got us from having zero clients. No one knew who we were. And, you know, starting up in our, you know, family rooms <laughs> to getting seven figure settlements, growing, having staff, all of that. Within, I would say, in reality, it's been maybe 10 months that we've had oh, wow. clients. And so it's been really great. Zero dollars of marketing today. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. That's excellent. That's amazing. How about other attorneys that don't specialize in what you do that you can be a resource to? Yeah, absolutely. So that was the so that was the local ground game. And then the national ground game is when you get to hyper specialize, me being traumatic brain injuries, Christina Hagen, my partner, a phenomenal trucking attorney. When you start to just focus on that, then you become an expert. And so we probably do a CLE lecture, right? Do nice. some kind of event like that nationally, I would say at least two or three times a month. 
We've written a book, How to Litigate Truck Wreck Cases, for personal injury attorneys that are even trying to dabble in trucking cases to say this is the bare minimum you need to do to avoid malpractice and to get a resolution that is just for your, your client. And so by doing all those things, we're getting recognized as specialists in the field in hopes that attorneys would want to co-counsel with us and work with us. Sure. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. And of course, on this show, since it's almost all attorneys that listen, yeah, if you have a need or you want to connect uh, with her, obviously I'll share some, she'll share her information here in just a bit too, uh, the best way to connect with her. But I did want to put up your website too, just while I was thinking about it. So if you're listening in your car, driving uh, to this episode on audio, it's hntriallaw.com. So hntriallaw.com. Obviously, if you're watching, it's right there on the bottom of your screen. But go take a look at her site. Check her out, see what she's up to, see what she's done to date. Nice, clean site. Uh, is your book uh, mentioned or linked off there as well? Yeah, it's going to be coming out. And I truly urge any attorney that would want to specialize and hyper-focus on anything, write a book. It's a phenomenal way. Don't do it to make a profit. Do it to be a bench and send it to people that you think could use it. We wrote this book start to finish in about 90 days just because we know this in and out, you can do it. If you are specialized in your field, estate planning, working with corporations and setting up LLCs, you know, family law, whatever your specialty is, put in a book. You could easily write a hundred page book based on your knowledge and share it with others just for the sake of sharing. I highly urge it. Yeah. And I will uh, back that up with niching or specializing is huge. And so I used to be a general marketing agency that worked in my city uh, with all kinds of different businesses, which is enjoyable to interact. And, but I can't be good. We can't be good at marketing for 10 different types of companies or 25 industries and all this stuff. So niching is kind of scary, especially if you haven't niched yet. And you're, especially if you say you've been doing all kinds of personal injury for, for 20 years and now you want to just niche, it's, it's a big decision to make, but trust me, once you do and you turn that corner, uh, you all started this way, but if you're looking to niche later on, it's a little scary because you're like, well, what if we what if we get someone that's not the perfect fit and we can still help them? And so you, you don't want to turn off that work. And once you speak to the right customer directly and they see that you're that expert, it, it makes a world of difference. And they're like, you know what? This firm is just for me or they're they're saying exactly what I need. It's going to bring in the work a lot faster than you think. So something that you should definitely think about. If you don't niche, think about it. Yeah. Try but to I focus a little more. I, you may have had the same experience. What I like to say about niching is when you're a generalist, you have to find people. When you niche, they find you. A hundred percent. I mean, so we work with law firms only in content, let's just say, because that's mostly what, like SEO. So we don't do, you know, Google ads was one thing, but for like you, you know, Google ads, they're low quality prospects. They're the top clickers are not, not who you want. Uh, we specialize in SEO or content marketing, if you will. Yeah, content for, that for gets people to be content is everything, right? Because it's going to be yeah. focusing specifically on truck wreck and brain injury cases. So everything is different, but our firm, it would be content yeah. is everything. Definitely. Yeah. So what, you know, and they're not going to maybe click on an ad and make a decision, but they're, they might have, if you have the answer and they, they look at your firm and they read, they're doing research and, and then now, you know, they maybe have a video, you have the book and you have all these other things to 
to help them make the decision to go with you or not. So yeah, what we do is just, I'll, you know, get the, get them there to even know you exist. And then from there, the website or the content of the book or the, the firm itself does the rest to have them pull the trigger. So yeah. So for us, Nitchin was huge and it took a while and we, we worked without Nitchin for 10 years. So I wouldn't, you know, I've had a great guest on here, like divorce, but they only work with women in Atlanta, you know, so Atlanta only women only. So I've had all kinds of different hyper-focused firms on here and guess what? They all crush it. <laughs> so I haven't had one come on and be like, yeah, we don't know what we're doing because there's no one calling us. Like that's not the case. Every time we're crushing think, it. I think that's the mentality of being like the tech startup that this is a business because I think what lawyers do is they want to be the generalist. You know, we do everything. We service everything. And yes. you need to think about it that you have a product, a service, a widget, or whatever that needs to be done because that's where policies and procedures come in place. Because for us, since we do two main things, I have down, and that's why it was so easy for us to write a book. If you follow these <laughs> steps routinely, these 20, 30 steps routinely in these types of cases, you get this diagnostic imaging. You talk, you talk to the, uh, the neurologist about this, this, and this, make sure it's in the record. If you follow these steps, you are going to get those seven, those eight uh, figure settlements or verdicts guaranteed. And it's easy to replicate. It's easy to teach others. And also what is important is because we have it so systemized and down, I can leave. Meaning I can like not be in the office and do something else and go out for 30 plus days, emergency access only, and everything keeps running because we know how to do these two types of things. If we were generalists, fires happen, things happen, cases we're taking are unique and different, we don't know. And so it's really important to think we're a business and we have a specific service. We do it really, really well. And that's why you should go with us. A hundred percent. And that's exactly how we operate here. We get tempted all the time by, oh, we could do geofencing and we could do, uh, we can be like social media where we just post reels and get TikTok and content. Like that's not what we do. And and so it's, we're going to do what we do very well and do it better and better and better. That's a defined process. Um, and just because there's new things coming into marketing or different platforms, we got to say, Hey, this is where we live. This is where we do best and, and try to stay away from those things. But yeah, I don't know how you would, these generalist firms, I mean, you'll have 25. Actually, we have a business firm that has like 47 practice areas. And yeah. it's insane, you know, just because it's business law, it's like, yeah, we'll do anything. You know, it's just, it's crazy. I think you guys are doing a great thing. You're, are you about 10 months into actually starting the firm or about 10 months with, with clients? Yeah, I would say 10 months with clients because the whole thing that we started was another thing that people recommended was, hey, just just start taking anything, just anything that comes your way, just take it, just get clients and all that. And we thought otherwise, let's put, we are a business. You don't just like start a business and like go do stuff. You have the brand created. You have the idea of who your ideal client is. You like, and so we started our firm like a business. So we spent a good amount of time thinking, what is our brand? Who's our ideal client? And how can we target them? And because we, and also, since we're going to hyper specialize, 
how can we make sure from day one when we take on a case that we can do it from start to finish? What's funny is we started our firm and our first client happened to be an 18-wheel trucking case. That shows you that we did it right. And because our first client in our law firm was an 18-wheel trucking case, that would scare anybody. Oh my God, <laughs> we don't have the finances to front this. How are you going to take on these huge law firms that are pounding you with, uh, they just want a bill. So they're just like sending you stuff to respond to constantly because we had the processes in place. We were able to go in that first case, just like we were established firm. And that kicked off the trajectory that we've been in since getting seven figure settlements on cases. And it's, it's been great. And so we probably had clients only about 11 months, to be honest. That's awesome. So taking your time to plan, and to only accept what you want is doing well for you. Exactly. And so there's a huge lot of lessons here because especially if you're looking to start your own firm, you know, and, and not everyone maybe have the ability to just take their time and start slow or, you know, but obviously, you know, if you have, you know, that situation, hopefully you can do that. But, you know, before you quit your job, you know, put some time and energy and some planning, get everything figured out and start with, with that plan and, and and stick to it. I guess it's it's easy to be like, well, I'm getting this one case. It's kind of not really what we want, but I'll just take it. And the next thing you know, that's you know, you're you're not focused and you're not sticking to your own strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Those types of cases, if it's not that a client, if it's not that person, it's going to be an absolute time suck. That person yeah. deserves representation and they deserve a great outcome, but you just might not be the best attorney for them because it's not yeah. your brand. It's not your niche. It's not what you do. And you're not going to service them as great as another law firm could where that is their ideal client. And so that's what we always like to say is that there's always a law firm for everyone. And that's why you need to be a mensch and you need to network and you need to know everybody because you want to give that person the terrific referral so that they have the best experience they can have at someplace else. A hundred percent. And just because they're on your doorstep doesn't mean you have to serve them. And I think that's the hard thing for people to be like, Hey, well, they, they need the help and they're here and now I have to do it. I've actually had attorneys be like, I don't want leads because I can't, I might have to turn them and turn them down. You know, it's like, that's fine. Turn them away to someone that right, can help them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not a big problem. And, and so I, just as me, my perspective coming from not niching to niching and I have, to, I have to turn people down or away all the time. And that's not easy from a sales perspective to be like, Oh no, you're not a fit. Like they're a law firm, but they're not a fit for many reasons. And so we just got to be able to say, Hey, you know, we're probably not the best fit. You know, what you want is not really in line with, with what we do. And I can recommend them to someone else there's plenty of work out there. And here's, I know how we do our hiring at least. And I'm trying to get there with clients is, is there either a hell yes or there are a no, like mm -hmm. there can be no, you know, they can't, well, they're not really, or I'm not sure about them on this or whatever. I had that gut feeling like they're, they're a hell yes or no. And that's how we hire. And we have to do the same thing with the clients because if I hire a client, that's not a fit then my whole team will let me know at some point that, Hey, uh, why'd you, why'd you bring on this client? They're, they're a pain in the butt yeah. or we're trying to do something. That's not really what they're looking for. So yeah, people don't realize that is a whole segment. Again, that's why I urge people. If you want to start your own law firm, you can inexpensively because you don't realize that the clients you're referring to someone else because they weren't your a client. That's a whole stream of marketing. 
that you're going to sit down, tell them that you care, that you understood and heard their needs. Mm -hmm. You happen not to be the best fit because you want the best fit for them. And it's this particular attorney that is that you've networked with for free, bought them coffee at most. <laughs> and then you become a connector amongst people. And all of this is how we started our firm. The people that you reject, that is marketing. You're marketing sure. to them when you're rejecting them and referring them off. Lawyers don't understand that. And I think they really miss out on that opportunity. Well, yeah. So one, the person you said, hey, I want you to have the best outcome possible. So I'm going to refer you to, to this firm. They appreciate you and remember what you do specialize in because you told them. And so they have a friend or family member that has a truck and uh, accident. They're going to be like, you know what? This firm helped me get to the right firm. And I remember that that's what they do. And then you got the attorney that you referred them to who you just continue to concrete that relationship that Caitlin's firm specializes in this. So when I have a case that I'm not comfortable with and they do truck you know, or brain injury, then I'm, I know where to send it back to. Yeah, absolutely. And businesses are great at this. Businesses, when you like say you're not um, interested in the services, they will continue to follow up and send you stuff. Businesses are great at the follow-up, but lawyers are not. And so I'm really just urging lawyers to really think if you have any entrepreneurial spirit in you, think like you're just like you're a business owner and really start your firm and running it that way because businesses are great at the follow-up. Lawyers are not. Yeah. And lean too. I think that's another big takeaway here is you don't have to have the fancy office and have all these staff before you start doing any work. So I think the pandemic changed a lot of things for a lot of firms. And I've actually had some good guests on here that started in the pandemic. So they're like, we're virtual hundred percent from day one. They have all the technology in place and these bigger firms are trying to figure out how to implement all this stuff and figure out what it, what it means for them. And some, some have made some major changes and some go back to what they were doing. But yeah, you don't have to start with, with all this expense and uh, upfront cost and, and like you said, even marketing. Like you don't have, there's a lot of things you can do to get yourself going and, and still make a big, big impact. So yeah, I would say not having an office has actually made us a better business and it's for unique reasons, not just because, oh, your overhead is less by doing that <laughs> kind of creatively and say, okay, I'm going to contract. Well, a lot of our contractors are in different States. I have high quality staff members that I wouldn't be able to have if I just was segmented to the local market, not just the local market, who can work nine to five, who is in within driving range of my, yeah, yeah. when you really do that, you're narrowing yourself so much. Who can drive to my office? You have just closed yourself off immeasurably. And so by doing that, I mean, I have contractors in different states. They're doing, they're phenomenal because they've been doing this for years and years and years. And I wouldn't be able to have them otherwise because they don't live within five miles of my house or my business. <laughs> Another thing that's been really great about it is it makes us better trial attorneys. When you have the big fancy office, you have your client go there. You don't realize how inconvenient that is for them. They don't want to go to their office. They are not impressed by your lobby. They're not impressed by your mugs with your logo on it. They don't care. They're actually probably pissed off that they had to go there. Or if they're injured in a way that that is more yeah. difficult for them to even Absolutely. get there. And they're yeah. intimidated. They see people in suits. They see all that. They're not impressed. They're intimidated. And so by not having an office, we're a better trial attorney because we do the one thing, again, that I think a lot of attorneys don't do is understand their clients. You don't know someone until you go into their house. And because of not having a virtual office, it prompts me to go to their house and have a meeting. 
which secretly I want to do anyway, because that's what makes me a better trial lawyer. Not until you go into mm. someone's house, are you really going to understand them? If you went into my house, you're going to see kids toys everywhere. You're going to see my dogs barking. You're going to see this nightmare. You wouldn't, you would not really know I may have this nice office but you're going to see that I'm the fun mom when you go into my house. You get an idea of who someone is by going in their house. So for instance, I just went to a client's house in Boulder, Colorado, and I walked in and it's a small apartment and I walk in and I'm like, the door like hits a bed. And I'm like, why is there a bed in like that family room? And they said, oh, because of my injuries, I can't walk up the stairs to get to bed anymore. It's too painful. I'm basically stuck on this lower level and I have to, bedroom was in the loft. I have to sleep down here. My husband sleeps upstairs. It's just all this stuff they never told me. And you don't really realize life until you go into someone's um, house. So use it as a benefit. There's so many great benefits of, of having a virtual office other than just low overhead. Yes, that's phenomenal, but use it. It's going to make you a better trial attorney. I'll attest to that too. We have an office here, but uh, we're, my business partner actually owns this, this space here, at least in our own space, if you will. But years ago, we were almost all here, local agency, right? Well, today I have 26 full-time and five are here just because they happen to be local. And um, we're, I think, is it eight or nine different states, full-time employees. Our first one in California just started um, this week. Colorado, Florida, Minnesota, you name it. So try to find someone that's an expert at writing legal SEO content in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Like it's not possible, right? So to, to your point, you expand out and you can get the best expertise, especially if you're specialized. Your options open way up and you can find great people and still have a great culture. We have video calls. We just had 26 people on a call. A minute ago, we had our company meeting. So we look at financials. We talk about things that are happening. We go over our core values. We do all this stuff every single month. And every morning, it's a team call. And we break out into huddles based on what team you're on. And so there's there's FaceTime. There's interaction. And uh, we have Slack. And we, we, we have a good time and, and have events and stuff like that, too. So 100%, you can do it virtual. And actually, I had a guest on uh, recently, um, Sam. I can't think of his last name. He wrote the book, Virtual Law Firm Secrets. He has like seven law firms. They're all virtual. And he's like a master at it and just crushes it. And uh, he's an attorney himself, but he doesn't actually practice, I don't think at all. He just starts virtual niches and has a whole process for running a virtual law firm. So a good book. I think I featured it in our newsletter at some point, but Virtual Law Firm Secrets. You can check that out. So. Yes. Do you have any books to recommend? What's something you would recommend to a, a new a startup attorney that's trying yeah, to get it, going? It, no, I mean, I, people are thinking that I would recommend a marketing book or I'm going to recommend like law book, <laughs> but I can't get over that the entire basis of our firm is based on Bob Berg's Go-Giver. Oh, Read this book. Excellent. It's super small. You're going to crush it in maybe like half a day. <laughs> this, actually, I've not read that book. It's so a Go-Giver. It's phenomenal and it's going to do and change wonders for you about how you think of the business. And it is going to do everything with regards to being that person that wants, that is a connector and is connecting everybody else. And you need to actually be that person, right? And anybody can get there, but you need to be that person that generally cares to help the person that you're rejecting, that generally sure. cares to help 
this lawyer that's not in your practice area or is in your practice area, right? That's me. I'm, I refer to so many other personal injury attorneys because I specialize. I don't do that type of work. And so it's just be somebody that wants to genuinely help others out without any expectation of return and it will come full fold. I wouldn't say this if I hadn't done it and within 11 months time had a full running law firm with great results for clients. I had no expectation of getting anything from anybody. I just wanted them to know me. I was hustling and marketing and it has come full circle and I never even thought it would. And so I highly recommend that book 100%. Yes, there's other books that you can read to just get up to speed on being business. I highly recommend Profit First. That is going to really set you up in um, different than lawyers. I I can't tell you how many large law firms, honestly, (laughs) just have a master huge operating account and everything is just coming out there. They have no idea what it is. Profit First is going to set you up so that you have small accounts and that you are taking money out for you personally each and every month. That is a business sense. Lawyers don't think that. Lawyers just say, I'll take what I can take at the end of the year. Uh, be a business owner and take money out each and every month. The, the envelope so, system. We, we follow profit yeah. first year. I can't think. Last time I looked, I think we had either 12 or 13 bank accounts. So uh, we've taken it to another level and I apply it in my personal life as well. But profit first, she just said it. Amazing. I recommend that to so many people on a week, on a weekly or monthly basis, actually. It's so. changed my life. It's so, <laughs> it's such a simple concept, but just the notion of putting things in small little accounts is just phenomenal. And a great way to think about it, if anybody doesn't know it, and, and Kevin, please add to this, but just sure. dumbing it down a little bit is to think, let me have a couple envelopes, right? Yep. I have $10. I'm going to put $1 in the shopping envelope. I'm going to put another dollar in, you know, the red envelope. I'm going to put another, do- you know, it's just putting it. That is how old school you could do it. It's yeah. just doing that with a bank account. And it's just a great way to start again, really easy. Get yourself to know your numbers all the time. You said you, you have meetings all the times where you talk about numbers. That's what we do. Cause that's what businesses do. We know the numbers. Yeah. We know every single person that calls into the firm, what the outcome was that, what is our conversion rates? We know the numbers to a T and that only makes us better. Know the numbers. Yes, that's absolutely right. So yeah, you have a profit first. We've been doing it for five years now, four or five years. We've enhanced it and grown upon it. But yeah, at a basic level, it's like the your grandma's envelope system, like yep. you're saying. The bank might always love that you're like, why are you setting up another account and another account? And we always give them wave, like, wave the fees, wave the fees. We have a ton of money in here. But I look at my bank account, I can see everything. And another tip too, you know, we started seeing things like random expenses that are yearly, like business license and insurance. And like, man, February sucks. Like we our PL is terrible. Oh, well, that's the business license and that's this other stuff. Okay, what? Let's make an account. Let's account for it. So every month we put in like four or five hundred bucks. And then February rolls around, boom, we have all the money we need for those things that are randomly popping up. It's just awesome to kind of do that. And then there's there's extra left over for you, right? Yeah. And you can take it and feel good about it and go celebrate. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Profit first, amazing. Go giver. I haven't read that one. So uh, I appreciate that. I'm going to check that out myself. And obviously any of the Bob Berg books, I mean, he read wrote a long time ago, Endless Referrals. That is, again, that concept of the, you know, this. 
have your, oh, yeah, yeah. Have your content and you write them letters over and over again because you just care. Hey, it was great seeing you yesterday. Kevin, it was great being on this <laughs> podcast. You will get a letter from me. I guarantee it the next day because it's just great. When do you get letters from anybody? If you send me a letter, by the way, anybody, it's over here like on the wall because how fun is that? You just don't <laughs> get it anymore. And so that is an easy, simple, low cost, low tech way that you can really just stand out in the community. No, I love it. There's just, there's so many good things here. So congratulations on what you've done in a short amount of time, done it the right way. That's good to see and hear, because I think, you know, again, I talked to older attorneys that have been doing it for 20 years and, and they, they got a, they came and do a podcast because they're like, well, actually I got to go to court. I can't be here. Or I got to, you know, they're, they're flying all around and they've been doing it for 30 years. They're never going to do what you're doing probably because it's just too far gone for them. Don't get caught up in that. Uh, there's so many attorneys out there that are, you know, hoping things are going to change, but they're just current, you know, they're just going through the motions. Yeah. So I would say take Caitlin's advice and start the right way. Put a little time and energy into that and uh, hyper-focus if you can. Check out some of the books we recommended for sure. There's another good one too. I had a guest on Eric Dewey. He's actually, uh, he was a CMO of a lot of big firms. Uh, he's got one called Power Grids. But basically, your, your power base. So, you know, when you start your firm, everyone you know or your network that you think you know, don't just assume they know what you're up to and that they know what you do. And so you can go to 100 people that you probably know, friends, family, and just say, hey, I just want to let you know, this is what we do and then we specialize in. And they'll probably be like, oh, I had no clue. Those people will be happy to refer you. They're your friends, your, your family. And just because you post on Facebook one time that you started a law firm, there's a good chance they, they don't know. But that's a good way to kind of get that power base of yours uh, at least up to speed to what you're doing, which could lead to a lot of good referrals. Yeah, absolutely. I think that concept that, you know, everyone thinks, let me go straight to paperclip, let me go all that. If you can't afford that or can't go that route or it's not best for your firm, doing things like that, just noticing that I probably have about 200 or so people that I have a direct connection with. If I message them, they would message me back. I yes. say, if I had a wedding, they may come. <laughs> you know, <laughs> those kind of people, tell them exactly what you do. And then tell them to tell their 200 people about what you, you do. And then their 200 people. And then there's just easy ways that you could do low cost, effective advertising, build your firm up, you know, with, could possibly be $0. And that's why I highly urge anybody that wants to start a law firm, you absolutely can. It's not what you think. It's not ex as expensive as you, you can think. And honestly, um, if you don't have the mentality of what past lawyers have done, you just want to run a business, you'll probably kick butt with it. Good advice. Well, I appreciate you sharing today. Uh, love what you're doing. A lot of great takeaways, I think, for folks if you're listening in. So I uh, appreciate you sharing Check her out, check out her website, go check out her firm. And it's just below on your screen. If you're listening, it's uh, hntriallaw.com. Go have a look at what she's up to. If you are an attorney and you don't specialize in what she does, but you might be a user, please connect with her. Um, is there another way they could reach out and connect with you? Is the website the best way to do that? 
Absolutely. You can get us on the website or alternatively, if you're on social media, on Instagram, you can go to at Hagen, H-A-G-E-N, Naris, N-A-R-E-S. Uh, you can find us on Facebook with the same name or LinkedIn with the same name as well. And so we're on all those medias. You can reach out to us. You can reach out through the website or just simply call or text. We will text you back 720-772-8513. Excellent. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing today. I hope everybody learned a lot. As always, this will be out uh, on all our platforms. So we're we'll go. Well, this this will be. If you're listening right now, it might be live. But uh, we record these and we go live with them uh, on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. And then we'll have this as audio files up on every single podcast platform out there uh, that you can imagine: Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and the list goes on. So wherever you like to listen to your podcast, you you can subscribe there. And then also we have the Managing Partners newsletter, which goes out every week on Thursday, where we highlight a, a guest, and we'll get that out to your inbox, uh, as well as some other helpful things that we might put out. We suggest books all the time, so um, I'm going to put this go-giver on the list. Uh, we'll get those recommendations out to you and, and other things like that. So you can check out the podcast if you want to see uh, episodes. You can sort by practice area and state. Uh, so if you're looking for a particular attorney that might be able to help you listen to their episode, we have a couple hundred on there. So you can choose Colorado and personal injury and you'll see uh, Caitlin's episode. So uh, please use that as a resource. This is a ray.com forward slash podcast. And if you are looking for help in marketing, SEO, content, websites, that's what we do. We help attorneys from all over the country. Uh, reach out to me, connect with me, email me, LinkedIn, uh, and I'll be happy to help you out. That's all I got. Kayla, anything else? That's it. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, you just stay on with me, everyone else. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully, you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person? about this podcast. If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.